Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello, uh, this is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable for the Real Estate 360 show.com. And this is Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. Steve, yes. welcome back. Thank you. What you, happened? You've been away. You were gone last week. I had a guest on the show. Yeah, I heard a little bit about that. That guy didn't sound like he knew a whole lot about real estate, but he sounded, you <laughs> he, know, he came with a he came with extensive an extensive background oh, really? of experience, hundreds of years. Wow. Yeah, I wish really I'd interesting have, guy. I wish I'd have been here. You got to go back and watch it on on YouTube or check it out on one of the podcasts. Which what, what how, how can I do that? Oh, Steve, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> you can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to iTunes, Apple Play, Google Play, any platform available to you. You can go ahead and listen to that, which is why you're driving down the street. By the way, you can also watch it on YouTube, or you can go to realestate360show.com at your convenience at home and watch it on your desktop or on your tablet or on your phone. Although I would recommend that you not watch it on your phone because 90% of the time you'd be driving. And I don't want you to get in an accident. But you can listen on any one of those podcast platforms that you like to listen to. So we're to. on iHeartRadio. We are. That's amazing. It is fantastic. All right. I'm pretty excited about that. So we're going to talk about multifamily today because that's kind of our favorite thing at yeah, the moment. It's a hot thing right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're seeing some relative slowdowns in the uh, single family space. And we've been fortunate enough to... Um, kind of pull the trigger on some multifamily stuff over the past couple of years and, you know, really kind of go. Actually, the past couple of quarters, really. Yeah, really. The last couple of quarters have been fantastic. Yes, they have. Yes, They've they just have. been fantastic. But, you know, uh, world events, and the, as they are, are actually affecting a little bit about what I have. I'm, I'm doing in the, in the multifamily, so I'm making offers, you know. Yeah. We talked about um, – in previous segments, and I think you and uh, the wizard there, that guy, were talking about you have to take some action. Got to take action. You got to write the offers. You got to do that sort of thing. So I'm writing. I write offers. You know. Yeah, so yeah. I do LOIs, letters of intent. Unless they say don't do a letter of intent, they say write a contract. I say yeah. okay, I write a contract. Whatever. Yeah. You know, let's just get the conversation going. You got to say something in order for somebody to respond. That's right. And and a lot of times. Steve, we're, when we're looking at when we're looking at multifamilies, obviously, you know, sometimes we don't even get a chance to actually see the property or even know the address. Sometimes that's depends, true, right? And it's like, all right, uh, and even if we do, like, we're looking at properties sometimes that are pretty far away, and you know, we want to kind of make an offer before it takes us till next week to get down there. Not necessarily make an offer, but at least do some of the basic underwriting steps. See if it makes any sense yeah, for exactly. us to buy it. Exactly. Or even to go <laughs> put our toes in the dirt, as yeah. I like to say. You know, does it make any sense? And a lot of that has to happen, you know, when we're looking at the numbers, we're looking at the net operating income or the NOI is 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 where it starts, right? Right. Now, a lot of times it doesn't mean we're being told the truth, you know, in terms of what? how many people are actually renting, what they're actually paying. How many people that are in the building are actually paying and, and they know they need to be out, but they keep them there because huh, there's a body in the, in the unit, right? Mm. Uh, are the expenses truly what you're saying? Are the taxes prorated for the new price in which you're asking for? Yeah. Right? Because they'll say, oh, well, we only pay uh, $10,000 a month in taxes. And then when you're buying it, though, it goes up to twenty. 
Yes. Yeah, a year, excuse me. And uh, so all those things are, are necessary for us to find out. How much is the water? Are we paying water? You know, are there, are there these things called rubs, basically reimbursement for utilities, right? Right. Um, so, uh, so we need to know all these things when we're looking at it. But a lot of these brokers will tell you the great stuff. Like they'll take the high rent that they're getting. Yes. And say that all the rents are that. <laughs> of course. You know? Oh, and then that's a pro forma. Exactly. Comes out, oh, and your cap rate is, yeah. but it's not. No, it's nowhere near that. Yeah. Right? So we have to be prepared for those kinds of things as investors. Yes. You know, we have to be prepared. Firstly, I don't look at deals to buy them, though, Steve. Well, uh-huh. What, huh? I don't look at them to buy them. And I know that's a quandary. I, I am looking for a reason not to buy this property. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking for uh, something that stands out as a possible opportunity. Yeah. I mean, and they're, all, they're all possible opportunities. Yes. Right? But, and you know, you have to do the numbers first. Got to We're going to talk more about that. But I wanted to, to mention a little short story. I like your story, Steve. Short story. So, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm going through these multi-families and, and all the information that that comes across our desk. So I found one that's actually a mobile home park. Wait a minute, hold on a second. I'm just leaving space for the dream sequence music. So I, I find this mobile home park. It's in Panama City. And I said, okay, I'm going to be in Panama City. I'm going to go look at it. And uh, the numbers look good. Now, the only thing is you can't really tell much about it because they have an aerial shot. Mm. You know, it's like, this is, okay, I, I get it. They want to show you, you know, how big it is. And yeah. It's pretty good size. You know, it's like seven acres and, and mobile homes. And it cash flows, looks like it cash flows pretty good. So I'm I'm finishing up uh, in Panama City a couple, like last week, a week and a half ago. And I'm driving out of town and I said, okay, I got to swing by this mobile home park. And so I get there and I drive in and I have to, I'm driving into a kind of a little ditch and it's filled with water, you know, mm-hmm. it's dirt road, you know, in the mobile home. I didn't notice that. Picture doesn't show that. I didn't really notice. It probably did as an aerial shot, but I didn't think about it until yeah. I got there, you know. I said, oh, look, oh, man. So I'm driving through and I notice there's a big blue tarp over the main quote unquote house, which is kind of the office house thing. Yeah. And, you know, they'd had a hurricane there. Mm. Uh, like a year and a half ago, and that this blue tarp is still there a year and a half later. Yeah. So I'm driving through this, and it's not what you'd call a B or C even. Right. Something below a C or maybe a D or an E. Mm. Is there an E? Rick, there could be. <laughs> okay. We've been to some war zones. Oh, man. And then I get around, I saw turn around, turn the corner, and there's this mobile home single wide. Uh, well, it's more like a lean-to because there's three sides of it. There's a whole side that's missing. I mean, it's the whole wall, you just, know, the outside off. wall is gone. It's just ripped off. And there, yeah. So you look, you can see the whole thing. It's kind of like a movie set. So you can run wow. your, you have your cameras there. You can shoot right into the, to the bedrooms. Anyway, so I said, well, okay. I, I think I'll pass. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> right behind it on the sides were, was brand-new single-family fantastic houses you know brand new they, i mean they were probably i don't know the, the market there but i'm gonna guess two, 275 300 mm-hmm. and uh, so that that might be a, a land play yeah bottom line i mean there can be some of those it depends on the price right mm-hmm. so i'm assuming the price was right for you to 
even consider it to be that way, or at least close to it. The cap rate came out. Yeah, is what I was looking at. So once I saw it, forget the cap rate. That's not yeah anything to think about. It's out the window now. Yeah, that's right. There's a whole other opportunity that presented itself. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. But see, that's the great thing about having experience. Uh, experience excuse me, because we talk about this a lot. You know, there are so many people out there that are investing in real estate, but they're only investing, quote unquote. I, I use that term loosely here. They're only investing in one way. You know, maybe they're only looking at deals to do wholesale opportunities. Maybe they're only looking at deals to do fix and flips or, um, you know, buy and hold or multifamily in just one way. They're not looking at it from all the other perspectives that, that could be there if you knew they were there. Right. A lot of people don't know they're there. In your case, you know, you've got a couple years of experience. You've been around the block, you know, at least one and a half times. Yeah, I've been. So, you know, when you're looking at it, uh, this isn't the best play for this. This is a better play. Let me see if I can work that angle. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It could be a nice little development yeah. um, opportunity. Absolutely. If the land is right. I didn't go down there thinking about that. Yeah. At all. It presented itself. Yes. You were just open. And that is the point. Yeah. It presented itself. Yeah. You know, but we have to have enough knowledge to know that that's what the presentation is all about. That's right. And I think that's what we try to share on this show and the other platforms. We try to share our experiences. I mean, I know we share our experiences. Um, I just hope that they're well received, mm. you know, because it is those experiences that allow us to be able to share the opportunities and to be able to pick up the phone and call, you know, a Steve or a Miles or a Sammy and say, hey, uh, I've got this opportunity. It doesn't look good this way. But what am I not seeing? Right. You know, what What else could be possible? You know, even if there's nothing else possible, at least to be able to pick up the phone or send an email to someone, but communicate with someone that says, oh, here's another opportunity, or you're right, there's nothing there. Whatever comes of it, just know that you don't know what you don't know and be willing to discover opportunities that you may not be able to see. Exactly. And, you know, uh, we're not looking for 10 houses, you know, usually or multifamilies or right. whatever it is, or right. properties. Right. We're not looking for 10 of them. We're looking for one at a time. Right. And, you know, if you have a pile of stuff on your desk and you sort through all of them, after a while, you know, you understand what the cap rate is. You understand what the NOI is. You understand what the difference is between a group of single family houses mm-hmm. is compared to a actual multifamily property That's right. or mobile home park or whatever. But, um, and which are now lumped in, it's lumped in now with the mobile home park. I know that, but, yeah. but still, but there's a, still a different, you're right. It's, it's a, a different, different evaluation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so you, then you just look for the ones that pop up. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that after the break. Okay. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar. 
and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. Welcome back. It is the Real Estate 360 Show. Man, what's that noise? What, what, what was that? That's my, you know, that was my very first career in the music business. Really? Yeah, I was. You had the, a career in yeah. the music business? Yeah, yeah, in the 70s. Hmm. I was the chicka chicka man in all the music. <laughs> chicka chicka. Is this, was this in your mind? Or it, was, this... it was, <laughs> okay. it was. In my mind, I think that the chicka chicka man was very underrated. You know, I mean, it was necessary to have the chicka chicka man back then. I'm going to have to say, <laughs> and for good reason. I need more cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so that's so you're out of the music business now, and I yeah, they I threw me out many, many moons ago. You know, <laughs> you quit. <laughs> chicken, chicken yeah, man's life. The truth. Uh, uh, span was very limited. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about multi-family, and uh, you just kind of flew over all those numbers. Uh, yes. And then for some reason, we got into music industry. <laughs> On this segment, but so uh, let's get back. It's the lead in from the stuff people. nobody gets to see between the episodes. You know, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking that maybe people are listening or watching because they want inf- real estate information. Just a little bit. I just mean, a it could bit. be just a little bit. And uh, if you want to hear more of the Chicka Chicka Man, though, shoot us an email. <laughs> yeah, engage. Don't don't hold your breath on you know the quantity of people that contact us for that you turn the shade of your sweatshirt before that happens it's already happened <laughs> it is isn't it so we, t- we were talking about numbers yes yes and you know i gotta tell you for the longest time i didn't know what a cap rate was you know there there's a lot of that and there's a lot of misconceptions as to what a cap rate really is uh today you know People, there are people that will swear by cap rates. I only buy at this cap or that cap, or you know, I'm, I'm going to buy it at this cap, but only so I can turn it into this cap for the for the IRR or the internal rate of return. Yeah. Um. Uh. But more importantly, your cap rate determines is it determines what a property should sell in any given area. What it should sell for when you've got your higher higher cap rates, 13, 14, 15. Those are generally going to be properties that are in some pretty rough areas, right? Mm, right. Get your lower cap rates, three, because there are some as low as three, four, five. Uh, you know, some of your better areas, you know, and then, of course, you have everything in between. And one might say, well, you know, why would I want to buy, you know, something at a three cap? And a, and a cap means, a cap rate, basically, the short version of it means what a property should earn you on an annual basis, percentage-wise. So you should earn so on a your cap. return. Yeah. It's your net return. It is. Capitalization rate. Capitalization rate. That's you know, what how cap much, stands for. Right. How much cash you put out and what percentage of that comes back on an annual basis. That's what it should be. Right. So we get a lot of people that say, well, if I can buy a 15 cap, why would I buy a five cap? Well, it just matters how much trouble are you willing to purchase? Because, <laughs> That's right. You know, you're buying problems when you <laughs> the higher up you go, right? So your tolerance level is really going to matter. Also, how much cash you have to put out there. And then there are different strategies. There are tax strategies. You know, if you're a major, major corporation or just a super uber wealthy person, Mm. you know, you've got to move that money around. That money has to be parked somewhere. 
And it's not enough to be able to just park it in a, you know, whatever kind of savings account or money market account, pay the extra money for the insurance that you would need just to get, you know, three or 5%, you know, right. you're not, you might not even get 5%. It depends on the market. It depends on where you are. People put money in CDs. It's not giving them anything. You know, if you're lucky, you're beating inflation. If you're lucky, you're beating inflation, you, but you're not. So you have to go other places. So if you're going to, if you've got 50 million bucks just sitting around and you know you have to deploy that money, for instance. Right. You're much better. I mean, if you, if you have to choose between parking it somewhere that's just where it's liquid and you can go in and out of it or buying a commercial property of some sort. Right. That's where you'd want to put it because what? Maybe you're only making 3% or 4%, you know, but maybe you can increase it a little bit to 1% or, you know, one or 2% to maybe 5 or 6% over a little bit of time, right? But we're talking about five or six percent on fifty million bucks. Not to mention the tax advantages and the depreciation for having that particular building. It's it's no different than you know whether you're an individual, just a regular guy, looking at where you want to put your money. Do you want to buy a brand new Corvette? Mm. You know, right off the showroom floor, or do you would you buy a quad? for example, that mm-hmm. would produce income. Mm-hmm. Your Corvette is likely to go down in value in, well, in like 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, but you know what? Why not do both? Exactly. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is, but you got to buy the quad first. That's right. So the quad can pay for the luxury item. That's right. You can't go do them. Bu- <laughs> you can't right. buy the Corvette and then go buy it. Well, you could maybe, depending on your, You're going your, backwards. your assets. That's but, right. But it would make more sense to buy the quad, get that thing cash flowing, move in it if you like, or, you know, <laughs> if your wife or Talk girlfriend will let house. you, you oh, know. Oh, you mean the, the quad, not the, not the uh, Corvette. Oh, of course <laughs> I meant the quad, you know. Because she could put you in the car <laughs> if you buy wrong, you know what I mean? You might oh. be in the doghouse, which is the tiny house, which is that very expensive car that could you be bought the car, wrong, right. right? That's right. <laughs> You're Can't the, get it. You know, my, my uncle, my late uncle, used to say, I always buy big cars, you know. And, and we said, well, why? And he said, man, I, you know, the Cadillacs, you know, you know. And I, and I said, well, wh- why? But why? And he said, well, you know, you can sleep in your car, but yeah. you can't drive your house. That's right. <laughs> I have a friend like that right now. Yeah, I have a friend. He's such a nomad. He's an artist, you know, the starving artist type, right? He buys vans. Oh, yeah. And I say, hey, why are you buying these old vans? He said, because I can stretch out in them. I'm not guaranteed to have a place to sleep when I get to whatever city I'm going to. So I buy vans because I can stretch out and I can relax and I can carry all my art with me. Wow. Okay. He's a nomad. He has no address. Amazing. <laughs> now that, not by the way, my uncle didn't have a challenge, you know, with where he would live. He right, just right. was a character. Oh, you know, that's yeah. all. A little bit of a player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, the player types. Yes, sir. So, listen, we're talking about cap rates here and what those mean and what they don't mean, right? What they they are not, they are not an indicator, an end-all, be-all indicator for where you should buy a property. They're just a signpost on the way to the trilight zone. But... They're just an indicator of whether or not you should look at them or not. That's right. And not even that. I mean, we've looked at deals where, you know, they were interesting. We looked at a deal 
uh, that that we're buying actually. Yeah. Which the area is about a six cap. It was being offered to us at about an eight and a half, roughly. Mm-hmm. But even at the eight and a half, it's based on uh, kind of a eh, pro forma. Yeah, kind of a pro forma. But even their pro forma is under market. So just bringing it up to there is good. Bringing it beyond there is even better. We're looking at another property now, where look where we're looking at. Uh, there's another key indicator called a debt coverage ratio, a debt service coverage ratio. I just call it a debt coverage ratio. Mm-hmm. But it's just how much it costs you to service this and what a lender will actually lend you in terms of the percentage of what they'll lend you on this particular property. And you call it DCR. Yeah, I just I just, just in case I abbreviate anybody, the abbreviation. Just in case anybody's wondering what That's right. the heck a DCR is. Yeah, DCR, debt coverage ratio, is the same thing as a DSCR, a debt service coverage ratio, in my mind, you know, right. I'm saving breath by taking the SOA. You know, we just did a seminar on all of this. Yes. Uh, uh, last month. And, and you covered all the numbers and all the, the DCRs, NOIs, uh, cap rates, um, how they evaluate. Well, exactly. We didn't really even get into the evaluation. Yeah. We, we're doing that another time. Exactly. Yeah. So, just all I'm doing is kind of giving a little promo. We're working on editing all of those Correct. seminars, and we're going to put them up on the site. Now, those are going to be a subscription basis. That's right. But uh, they're coming out fairly soon. That's correct. Okay. As soon as we can get them edited, actually. Exactly. As soon as I can <laughs> heard uh, the cats of the uh, editing team and the and the website team. That's right. That's which right. is one guy. And I, you know, and I got to tell you, you know, we've got, um, there's a lot of information there. I mean, there's a lot of interest right now in the multifamily and commercial space uh, just because people, you know, the people that are investing today lived through a crash. Yes. Right? And people that are willing to get back out there and invest, even if they're a little apprehensive here and there, they're aware of certain things. And um, we're watching people kind of shift. You know, experienced investors, that is, kind of kind of shift. Not Not 100% experienced uh, investors. We've got some newbies, you know, people that haven't done anything, and this is just where they want to start in the multifamily space, right? Right. But, um, you know, they're, they're shifting over there because they believe they can see, you know, some kind of a change coming. Because no matter how we want to believe, you know, look at what we saw a few weeks ago with the stock market. You know, people were crazy. Yes. They were losing it about, oh, my God, it's going down 12% in a week. And it was pretty rough. It was a real correction. Um, that was fueled by fear, but uh, it was real. It was very, very real to people that had money in an IRA or a 401k, anywhere in the stock market for the most part. Yes. You know, it was very real to them and very reminiscent of some of the things they had been through in the past. So, you know, they're looking to do a few things differently. I mean, even our agent is looking to do some stuff different. I just wrote a belief idea that said act or react. Mm create or recreate so either you imagine new the way you like it or you react to the negative and recreate it again and again and again and you're in hell h-e-l-l hell and it just keeps coming and keeps coming (laughs) that's right but when we come back yes we're gonna have the realtor extraordinaire sammy hadid with us oh really yes he's done some pretty spectacular things in the past couple weeks i want to hear what he has to say about it can't wait Let's do it.
Hello, and uh, this is Real Estate 360 Show and Real Estate 360 Show.com, hashtag unemployable. And I am Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer, and we are here with Sammy Hadid of Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Yes. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's rainy outside, but as always, it is a beautiful day he to is. buy, sell, and invest in real estate. That's right. I like to call him the real estate kamikaze. <laughs> 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 oh that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got a sound effects guy. He's going to try to like win the fight, it. but if not, he'll die on his sword. All right. Uh, you know what? All I can do is put up a good fight, That's people. Right. All right. That's all I can do. That's right. So, Sammy. <laughs> yes, sir. We've been doing a few things in the past few weeks. You know, we've got a uh, few houses on the market uh, with us and some investor friends, of course. Some more things coming up. Uh, and you have just embarked on your very, very first multifamily experience. I sure have. And it just listening to you gentlemen talk about it gets me all hot and bothered. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> well, you stay on your side of the studio. Uh, yeah, Steve. <laughs> yeah, your skin is looking radiant this morning. Oh, wow. You know oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so how's it going, man? I mean, what, what, what has your experience been like? Uh, so far, I mean, I know it's new, and I know with with you, we're coming at it at a different angle. Like you, you got um, uh, you're you're the actual agent for us. You're the representation on this deal. Um, you've got friends and family that are investing in this deal. I do, and uh, it is really, you know, kind of all across the board for you in terms of the intricacies. And I mean, how are you taking all in? I mean, what if what's kind of stood out for you? Well, what's really stood out to me most is if you're looking to invest and not make the normal lousy percentage that you're that you normally make investing with a bank. I mean, multifamily is definitely definitely the way to go. Yeah. I mean, just the type of return that you get on your money, not to mention the depreciation, like you've mentioned. Yeah. I mean, that's that's major money, major money. Yeah. You know, not not the little bit of money, major money. And like you said, if, if you can keep a lot of the units under one roof, rental properties, why would you not do that, right? Yeah. All it takes is money. And here's the thing that I've learned with this particular property. As you've mentioned, I have friends and clients that are investing in this property. As long as there's money to be made, these people will listen to you mm -hmm. and they will invest with you, so long as the numbers make sense. Mm -hmm. So long as you can make people money, they will always be open to talking to you, yeah. always. Yeah. You know, everybody's interested, everybody's yeah. a fan. And you know, we talked about that before, uh, actually, I talk about it a lot. I talk about being comfortable talking about money. And a lot of investors are just not there. You know, um, have you experienced any of that when you, cause I know that when we first started talking about this, you, you would introduce me to some people that we work with today. That's right. You know, uh, you weren't afraid at all to have these conversations. Of course. I mean, you're dealing with you know, half million dollars, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar houses all the way down. Yes. You know, the gamut. Mm -hmm. So your comfortability is a little different than most because you kind of have to be. Sure. But, you know, it was it different for you talking about investment opportunities as opposed to sales or purchase prices? Well, it really depends on the type of person that you're speaking with. Yeah. You gentlemen have and we've spoken about mindset all the time, right? Yeah. And when you're dealing with certain people that see bigger than the million dollars, right? One million dollars, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, like, 
you're dealing with people that don't really see that as a lot of money. Right. You know, they they don't see that as long-term wealth and rightfully so. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to put your kids in private school, mm-hmm. college, all that kind of stuff. You have to pay your property taxes. A million dollars in the long game is, I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. You right. know, I don't want to sound like that's not a lot of money. Right. But, it can but, go away pretty quick. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. And if you want to live a comfortable life for the long term, right, yeah. Yeah. then you have to be able to talk about money, particularly with people that know how to make money yeah. because you keep it in the club, right? I mean, they say the rich stay rich, right? The right. wealthy stay wealthy. It's because they feel comfortable talking about it with each other mm-hmm. to the point where they make money together, right? right? I like you. We have money. Let's put it together and we'll make more money, right? That's right. That's right. So it really depends on the people that you're talking to. This would be a different conversation with people that don't see that big, mm-hmm. you know, which in itself is not a fault by any means. It's just, it's just the way they are. It's yeah. just the way they were brought up. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of hard to break that mold. I think for some kind of hard is an understatement. <laughs> I mean, it's drilled into their mind, yeah. you know, even uh, the fear of money is drilled. into Oh their my mind. gosh. I, I met a multi millionaire the other day who has 15 properties around Atlanta and he still drives this beat up old truck with 300,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. He, invited me to a $5 Chinese buffet, you know, and, yeah. and I walked into one of his properties the other day and he's on his knees scrubbing the hardwood floor. The guy's 69 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there looking at him in my mind. I'm like, man, you don't have to be doing this. I, I don't understand why you're doing this. You know, if, why would you be doing this? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you're just holding on to it that tightly. Yeah. Who's going to enjoy it if you don't? That's right. 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 His kids I mean, are going to enjoy it, but possibly. he's not. Uh, they're going to sell it off anyway and yeah. and squander it more they, they than might likely. be forced to sell it off if he's not structured properly. That's oh. true, and, yeah. you know, and uh, they they don't want to get on their knees and scrub the floor. Yeah. You know, I, and this is I'm going to tell you a real story. This is a real story about a client that I used to have. Um, her father passed away and left her a portfolio of about ten million dollars, but half of it she had to sell. Wow. Uh, but. Because it was yeah, taxes, okay, yeah. you know, taxes. And he wasn't set up properly. He just mm. had stuff, right? He just had property. And it wasn't set up properly. Um, but she had to sell half of it. But she still wound up with free and clear $5 million worth of real estate. And she kept it for a while. Um, but, but the story is not about her and what she did with the property. It's about her father. And he was very similar to this gentleman that you're talking about. You know, they come from absolutely nothing. You know, he was born in the early 40s uh, to parents that came out of the Depression yeah, and drilled some, you know, pretty scary stuff about money into his head, no doubt. But this man had a rule in his house when they were growing up. <clears throat> if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my and gosh. They, and that's how they had in, in a one-bathroom house. Ooh, four people. And that was the rule, you know, but he was like that in every single aspect of his life. The car he drove, the maintenance on his, on his rental properties, he did it all himself. It took me a minute what you meant with the yellow and the brown. (laughs) I've been thinking about uh, fruits and vegetables and, you know, oh, 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 I get it. brown vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you said something a while back and, and so you, we brought Sammy into this because I had already written the LOI on it. And so then in the process, you know, you said, hey, we got to get Sammy in this. I said, yeah. And so I, I rewrote it. And all of a sudden, you know, now the realtor's looking at it. Wait a minute. I, I'm not prepared 
to pay a percentage of my fees right. to somebody else that just showed up in the middle. That's right. And so we said, look, don't worry about it. We'll, just, we'll, we'll cover that. But the whole point of that is that we're not here trying to make all the money and do all the work. That's correct. We, we would rather spread it out and say, here, take some of this and help us with it. And, you know, you do, uh, Sammy, I said, you were going to have to work for this, you know, you know, I'm not, we're not just bringing you in for, for the fun of it, but, but at the same time, we, we got other stuff to do, you know, and, that's correct. And, and it makes more sense to bring as many people along on the ride as we can, especially on can. our team. You know I mean? It's, it's mindset It's sharing the wealth. That's right. And because we're empowering our folks and our, and like right now we're on this, upward mobility projection thing, right? Right. But, you know, there's going to be a time when someone else on the team's thing is going to be working really, really well. And with us creating opportunities for the people that we work with, or not even creating, but just offering the opportunity for the people we work with, when they have an opportunity, they're going to invite us in. Of course. You know, so it's just, it's just imagine sitting at a round table and there's, 10 of us and all 10 of us do different things, but all 10 of us invest with each other. It doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. Three or four of those things at the table are going to be winning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and maybe uh, it is looking at it from a selfish perspective, but if we're talking about self-financial preservation over time for a collective body of people, we have to think like that. Absolutely. I, you know, I couldn't get, everybody has different strong suits, right? Yeah, exactly. You can't do everything on your own. That's exactly right. Not to mention it's lonely by yourself, isn't it? Sure. I mean, this guy was by himself in this dark house scrubbing this floor. Because he doesn't have, he doesn't have any, there's no time to do anything else. There's time, but he has spent so much time focusing on hoarding. Hoarding, yes. He doesn't, doesn't have a lot of other relationships out there. A little yeah. side story on this, if you get, if you want to believe this, is this particular gentleman had another lot next to these two properties, and he was trying to take care of everything himself. His 15 properties, renting them out, repairs, mm, taxes, mm, all this mm. stuff. He actually forgot to pay the taxes on this third lot. And four years ago, somebody bought it with a tax lien, and they sold it off. Wow, and he didn't even know. He didn't even know. He didn't even know because he was running around doing all this other stuff. Wow. So, so doing all this other stuff cost him what that lot would be worth, which was probably a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Go you on. can hire Go some on. management Go for a quarter Go million dollars. Oh, can't you? It, it goes back to, things. you know, you have to <laughs> yeah. mind the store. You have to mind the store. I talk about that as well. You know, if, you're, if your store is opening stores, that's what you do. You hire the manager to manage the stores. Right, but you have to mind the story. You have to pay attention to what's going on in your business, and it, a lot of people do that. They lose, you know, properties just because they're not paying attention. It's almost a sickness, you know. Yeah. It's almost be, to be like that. I mean, it's almost a sickness in my in yeah. my opinion. I mean, you're preventing yourself from great things, mm-hmm. you know, great things and great people in your life as well. Yeah, real future value. Absolutely, real Absolutely. future value. So it was it was sad, you know. It was it was sad. In a sense. I can hear the violins playing now. <laughs> I can hear them. Yeah, this, I have know. a soft heart. I want to ask you a question when we come back from the break. Um, so think about this while you have a second. What's going to set you apart from all the other realtors out there? Good question. Now, hold that thought. I'm holding it. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. 
We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Hello and welcome back. It is Real Estate 360 Show. And uh, just before the break, we asked Sammy Hadid of Keller Williams, what sets him apart, Sammy? The mic is yours. Oh, my gosh. I'm flattered. Thank you so much, Steve. And yeah. again, uh, this is Sammy Hadid with Keller Williams. If you need me, you can always reach me at 305-978-4249, my direct number, 305-978-4249. Okay, so what separates me? Yes, it's kind of like you gentlemen were mentioning before on this show is that every scenario is different, right? Mm. So each, each investment, each selling of a house, each buying of a house, you approach at a different angle depending on what the circumstances are, right? Right. And once you've done enough deals and once you've been around enough people, you've seen a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. So depending on what's going on with the, with the buyer, with the seller, with the investment, that is how you structure your your plan, right? So that you get the absolute most success at the end. Mm-hmm. When I talk to people these days, the biggest thing that I express to them is my highest priority is to make sure that you achieve your real estate goals, you know, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. And when you promise people something like that, everybody's goals are different. So everybody I approach is a, is a clean slate. You know, it's not a standard formula for each person that you meet, right? Everybody's circumstances are different. So depending on what the circumstances are, the biggest piece of value that I can add that I can add is absolute truth along with experience, right? Mm. These days I've been fortunate enough to deal with a lot of investors, right? And I can honestly say that in my experience there aren't a lot of realtors out there that are investor savvy, mm-hmm. you know, in regards to investing, selling, buying, things of that nature. You know, we found that too. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it, there's it's a crazy. conception that realtors are or know how to invest in property, and that's not true. No, that that's definitely not misconception. True. I should yeah. say. I mean, if you want to know the truth, uh, with most realtors, you know, of course, if they're looking to approach a property, they'll look at comps on the FMLS, MLS, and base their opinion based on what they're seeing, mm-hmm. as opposed to take using that as a piece to work with the person on the other side to again achieve their goals in the highest manner. Absolutely, and. Um, that's really where I, I genuinely believe in my heart that I separate myself from every other realtor out there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that I genuinely do care about all my clients, even the difficult ones, because in the end, their frustration is based out of a out of an idea that they're not kind of achieving a goal that they're seeking, right? And of course, it's my job to educate them mm-hmm. uh, about their goal and what it is, is we actually need to do to achieve somewhat of what they have in their mind, right? If That's not right. more. That's right. Because so. it's tough, you know. I mean, you'd mentioned that a lot of agents aren't really familiar with the investor side. You know, from the investor side, we meet a lot of people all the time at different types of events that are saying, well, you know, I'm, I just enrolled in, you know, realtor classes so right. that I could become an investor. Sure. And <clears throat> I have to, I feel obligated <laughs> right. to tell them, you are not going to learn that there. They're going to tell you now I haven't been to I've been to three of those classes. When I started, I used to go to those classes just so I can see what they were teaching. And 
In every case, they would tell them what they couldn't do, what they couldn't do, what they couldn't do, what they couldn't do. And I know that there's a lot of information that has to be packed into a very short amount of time. Sure. You know, because it's only a few weeks long, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot that you have to learn. And none of that applies to real estate. And none either, of it applies. <laughs> none of it is applicable. Yeah. And then, but these agents, they come out, but well, they go in believing that they're going to learn how to be real estate investors. And then they come out and feel as though they're equipped. Until they start to deal with, you know, people like us. Real investors. Yeah. Real investors. <laughs> That's right. And then they're, they are. And they, they freak they out. They very quickly realize that uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and how do I utilize this? And, and it's not to say that there isn't some opportunity there for having your license. You know, there is. Sure. You just have to know how to parlay that. Absolutely. You know, and uh, that's something, again, with real estate is either you're all in or you're all out. Yeah. Right? There's, no, there's no halfway point here. Yeah. Uh, in that regard, and there's I see no a, crying in baseball. Yeah, that's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But that's true, man. There's no, there's no halfway in. I mean, you're either doing it or you're not, really, right. because it's something that'll change your life. However you do it, if you put your all into it, whether you're an investor or a realtor or a broker, if you put your all into it and you understand what your tolerance levels are. Because that's important, and you can't really even know those until you push the limits, right? Right. That's right. Sure. You know, that's how I learned. I didn't want to rent single-family homes anymore because I did it. Sure. All your eggs in one basket, <laughs> yeah. too, with the single family. I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, but, um, but I learned very rapidly. But, again, I, I know what my tolerance levels are because I gave myself those experiences. Yeah, and uh, that's everything. Experience is everything. Yeah. And once you've done enough deals, you'll have enough experience to kind of deal with any issue that comes forward. And even if you don't know, you'll have people around you that can educate you in how to, yeah. you know, circumvent whatever issue there is. Like mm-hmm. I've called you, I've called both of you many times mm-hmm. if I had any type of issue. Like you said, yeah. there's there's so many ways to skin a cat. There's so many ways to skin a cat in real estate. Yeah, we're doing this house over on Willard. You're learning a few things, I think. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> that has definitely been an experience. My goodness gracious, you know, it's kind of like untangling a bunch of railroad tracks that have been mashed together the saga you know, continues it continues trying to close this freaking house man but you know about that i mean like steve when we started doing the having the conversation about the multifamily stuff right you were so adverse to it because of an experience you had previously it was it was just rental property yeah. i had categorized it as rental property yeah and it's kind of it well of course it is but it's not because you know you can you don't have to be the guy on the floor scrubbing you know, scrubbing it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, or collecting the rents or doing all that, that sort of thing. Ronnie was that, his name, by the way. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very Ronnie's painful. out there somewhere. Yeah. Sounds very painful to you. He's twitching over here if you're watching. Uh, yeah. He's got a tick right now in his left eye. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, I had to uh, I had to actually do it to and experience it because, you know, all the words you said didn't really matter to me. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> – <laughs> words don't teach that's right i think i got that from that guy alvin yeah oh, okay. alvin the uh the, uh, pound, the real estate wizard yeah pound sign the real estate pound sign. Wizard. <laughs> pound great. Sign. i hope to meet him one day I hope yeah. he comes back. <laughs> well hopefully hopefully uh in his time travels i haven't met him but i saw him on you know one of the shows <laughs> oh, steve you missed out <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you guys so you know here we are we're, we're in a, a very different economic climate than we've been in in about a decade. Mm. Uh, you are like, I mean, we're all front and center. We're all on the front line 
but in, in different capacities, right? I know what we're seeing. What are you seeing right now with this ever-changing economic climate in, a, in an election year where there seems to be so much at stake? We're watching interest rates fall. We're looking at sure. things happening globally that we haven't seen to this extent since the early 1900s. Oh, yeah. What if it's not quite that one, bad, though. Yeah, the coronavirus. It's, yeah, it's 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 not it's not as bad as you know the influenza the influenza thing, though. You right. Know, but uh, yeah, it, in but one into uh, whatever that thing was. I mean, this is worse Swine than flu. This is worse than all of that. <laughs> the, the, you know, the coronavirus is worse than all of that. Is it? Yeah. I thought we were. Ha- I thought there were actually more deaths from the flu than there are from the well, coronavirus. No, 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 not not as much as the. I mean, well, the flu that is the worst right. thing okay, in yeah. modern day time. But for everything that's happened since then, yeah, uh, it's nothing I, compared to this. Gotcha. That's right. <laughs> I agree, and it's getting a lot of press too. You know. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> people are people are afraid. But anyway, I digress. Yes. You know, you know it you sells doing? a lot of tissues and, and uh, cars and stuff like that. Because yeah. <laughs> people tune in. They do. Yeah. They do. So, Sammy, yes, tell us what's, what you see. Hey, I'll tell you exactly what I'm seeing here is, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes a, a good news story right now. But in Atlanta, I honestly don't see it affecting anything in regards to sales and purchases. If anything, it's definitely a great time to be a seller. Just because we're coming out of the dark days of January, February, rainy, gray, and everybody's just so excited, right, to, right, to right. jump into the market and purchase their property. That And right now, there isn't a lot of inventory, right? Everybody's waiting for that March, April, May, when about 5,000 houses hit the market, right? Yeah, yeah. But right now, it's kind of like a cat burglar seat, I like to call February. It's an excellent month where if you price a property correctly, people are going to come out particularly with the uh, interest rates, as you mentioned, being so low right now, Mm -hmm. there is an influx of buyers. I mean, there are buyers everywhere. Uh, So right now it's a wonderful time to be a seller. And in regards to the coronavirus and everything, you know, it makes for good jokes at open houses as of right now. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You know, we might not be laughing in a year, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But as of right now with the election, with the, um, coronavirus and everything, you know, it's still business as usual That's here in good. Atlanta, which is wonderful, which which makes me very happy. You know? on, on our side, on the wholesale side, we're watching prices still stay high. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, I mean, obviously, we're still getting a deal or two here and there. Sure, obviously. But, you know, there are a lot of them that where people are just, just holding on. They're holding on. They're holding on. Yeah. And we're not really getting um, the... We're not getting the leverage that we'd like to get. I mean, it's not that they're not deals. We just want more meat on the bone. Sure. Yeah. And that's I important. want to mention one quick thing, Sammy. You know, the thing that I like the best, which is your little catchphrase, is I will guard your equity with my life, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. My clients call me the sheriff, you know, because well, I will protect your equity with my life. The vision that I have is a little more dramatic. It's a gladiator with a sword drawn, you I know, like standing in front of the house and, uh, and, uh, you know, I was originally cast for that role. You know, Russell Crowe <laughs> swooped it up from under me before. You know, that dang him. It, it was it was mine to be had. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if uh, in, in any regard in regards to real estate, if you're a seller, if you're a buyer, if you're an investor, please always know that I'll look out for your absolute best interest. Oh, absolutely. And how do I they mean, get a hold of you? Anytime you want to get a hold of me, anytime is uh, you can call me on my cell or shoot me a text at three zero five nine seven eight. Four two four nine. Calling him on his cell phone. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and I do realize it's a Miami number, but I am local to Atlanta, born and raised. And uh, people, we have cell phones these days, so everybody has a different zip code. So That's again, right. uh, 305-978-4249. I called up a gentleman. I said that because I called up a gentleman. He was like, you have a 305 area code. Why would I hire you? And I'm like, okay. So my area code affects what type of agent I am. Is that what you're saying? Is that what I hear you saying? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. It happens, brother. But you, we get past it. So listen, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Steve. Thank you and, for having me. And please make sure you check out uh, realestate360show.com as well as the podcast on all platforms. Real Estate 360. Jason Miles. Sammy Hadid. Always a pleasure. Hashtag Steve Connolly unemployable. I got it in the wrong order. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. We do home innovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services.